Phil Gillis live from Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in to the Monday Night Joke Workshop. And for all of the people here in the audience, give yourselves a round of applause for being here and coming out to support. I didn't hear any applause. Come on, show everybody who's listening that you guys give a shit. Give a shit about yourselves and all that. Um... So I think uh, most of you have been out here before, and you know the way this works. Um, I'm subbing for Pam, but it's going to be the same format as every week. Four minutes of your set, four minutes of feedback. Uh, Anyone is welcome to comment. You're encouraged to comment because this is a workshop. And... uh, Give helpful feedback. Don't just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it, you know? Because um, we're all uh, working at this together, and um, we can all benefit from each other's advice, I think, um, as long as you make it thoughtful. And uh, so, yeah. Anyways, um, I don't feel the need really to talk that much. Um, the panelists that are starting starting out, hey, fuck you, Zach. Don't, uh, speaking of... Uh, Starting off on the panel is the smart ass that just told me to stop talking, Zach Wiseman. Um, Hello. He uh, works here and he hits himself in the face with the microphone. And uh, then we've got Ethan Albers. Hi. And that was the least enthusiastic introduction I've had. But then again, we're at a joke workshop on a Monday night like no one... How exciting can that be? As exciting as we're going to make it, because we're going to get started now. So let me hear it. Have some fucking energy. Jesus Christ, have some fun. Don't sit there looking like you want to shoot yourself. Goddamn. All right, we're going to get started. Your first comic coming up to the stage. Do you still run Ship of Fools, Todd? No. No. All right, that ship ship's crashed, I guess. Uh, sailed, Sunk. sailed, and then crashed, or whatever. Did you just abandon ship, or what? I did. You abandoned ship. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Todd Farnham. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up, sluts. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's fucking do this. How you guys doing? Good. Thanks, Craig. And hi. Before the set. Um, you guys, thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Ethan, for the positivity. Talking about ball torture all... Uh, all morning, evening, getting ready for the set. Um, wow, here we are. Let's take a deep breath and just do this. What do you think so far, Zach? How's it going? Uh, poor opening. Nice, thank you. Uh, yeah, so that's a fair assessment. I, I, I think so too. Uh, you know, I oftentimes people ask me what I do, and I fucking I fucking do magic. Okay, some people call it sales. I fucking call people in the middle of nowhere and get them to give me their credit card information, which is amazing. Can you believe that this still exists? I call, uh, I call small businesses and sell loyalty programs to them. It's a great deal of fun. So, so much fun. It's funny about sales is uh, you, you, they tell you not to take no for an answer usually, which is, which is an interesting philosophy to have. Especially when you want to like apply it to dating or something, it's very, very rapey if you take sales and apply it to anything else. You should accept no. That's my point. No means no, unless you have chloroform. Anyway, you know, um, I. <laughs> hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, I think uh, that's not the list. That's my awful set list. 
Uh, whatever, just go to this. You know, I, I was thinking about it. Um, the idea of fucking a post-op tranny is kind of intense because you just put your dick inside of a, a dick and, ca- and came inside of a dick if you, if you finish, right? You know what I mean? Which is kind of an intense idea, right? I don't know how, how would I feel about myself if knowing after the fact that that was, that was a dude's dick that I was inside of. Just a thought, you know what I mean? Just a real head scratcher, that one. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my God, um, holy shit. You know, it, uh, it's an interesting thing is bef- in Europe before the enlightenment, um, everyone was just drunk all the time. Before they had coffee and tea, they just had alcohol, which sounds amazing. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. If you ever watch Mad Men, that's kind of how it feels like you're just shit faced all the time. Sometimes you got work done. But it didn't really matter. You only lived till 40. You know, they didn't invent toilet paper until the late 1800s, which is, so everyone just smelled like shit and was boozed up. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I was thinking, um, back in the day, they used to have Rotten Tomatoes for performing artists. You know what I mean? I think it'd keep us all a lot more accountable if we had that. I wish you guys had them. it also make symphonies a lot more enjoyable not a 90 dollar nap i would i think that'd be funny to throw a violin i mean to throw a tomato at a violinist that's that would be funny to me um you know what i um sometimes i wish my sister would act more like our mom and just go get cancer and die you know what i'm saying There we go. (laughs) That's the one, right? Uh, I don't know. One minute. Thank Christ. Um, What else do I want to say? You know, I've been trying to 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 keep track of ISIS or or try to to figure out uh, (laughs) keep track. I don't. I don't. I can't keep track of them. No one can. Uh, You know, it's interesting. Like Middle Eastern relationships are very challenging. There's a lot of different players and a lot of different games, but you should look it up because there's a very nice little diagram that has smiley faces and the relationships between all of the different people and ISIS has all frownies they don't like they don't like anybody so just no no fun for ISIS uh, do you think like there's like a hipster in ISIS who's like hey man we should just bomb Switzerland no one's bombing Switzerland okay, I'm just gonna stop all right so I can say what you have to Zach and Ethan that's it you have to do a breaker Collect your thoughts, and then tell me what to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, why, why is when you go first? Uh, I I really hate like sitting through shows, and especially sitting up front. And you've just validated all the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I uh, I like that. I mean, most of those, most of those jokes suck. They were not good. Uh, I like the surgically enhanced docking one. That was good. And that's all I got. Yeah. Awesome, thank no, the, you. Yeah, the ISIS thing was good. The sister cancer thing was good. Uh, the transgender fucking, I don't know. I think that's like low-hanging fruit. I like the the uh, the hipster, let's bomb Switzerland. Yeah, no, that's funny. That's my that favorite one. joke. Yeah, was that was, that, I, li- I really like that one. Um, I mean, I think you should have addressed the fact that you're wearing shorts on stage. Uh, and he's so like, good. before he... And before anybody got here, he was talking about yeah. ball torture for like 20 minutes. So maybe you should have talked about that a little bit on stage too. Yeah. That's true. Why didn't you do that? 
something real. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to just jump right into ball torture. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, okay, that's... I, I, I'm going to rate your set of five, but five that's, that's a win in this room. It's a win. Yeah, I All give right, it thanks. Five out of 73. I guess... Well, then how would you approach this room usually? Do you just start out... Not doing material and just talking shit to people? Just and, talking shit in the beginning? Yeah, that's yeah, how that's I, I would go up there and address it. And just how it's like kind of like a graveyard here and everybody's focused on material. I would Start dress not, not as stupid so then effects. it wouldn't be as distracting. And then people would pay attention to your jokes. All right. There we go. Don't dress as stupid. Write better jokes. All right. Yeah. No. Fair criticism. It's totally valid. All right. Thanks. All right. Top five. I got one more comment. You should act with shit anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody. That was Todd Farnham. And um, I apologize, Todd, uh, for the first minute of your set. I was not recording. So uh, I hope you didn't want that on the record because it is not on the record. Um, yeah. Lucky. Uh, and by the enthusiasm that you, you put into it, it kind of sounded like you, you wouldn't really care anyway. So, um, but... Keep it up, man. And your next comic coming to the stage, a very funny lady. Give it up for Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Um, if you don't have a lot of feedback, that's fine. I'm going to try to do five minutes of material. And honestly, I'm not interested in any feedback on my performance, on how fast I talk, or what shitty eye contact I make. If you have tags, that's what I want. I want your funny fucking tags, OK? Um, yeah, now that I've got you on my side. Um, I'm Stephanie Silverman. I'm a San Francisco native. Yay! Who gives a shit? Nobody. Um, I did not move to San Francisco to get into high tech or to be a lesbian, but I do like your glasses. I think they're very sexy. Um, I thought I was gay, briefly. Uh, it turns out I just had a very persuasive roommate in college. And that, you know, it's great. San Francisco's fucking gay. Wonder wonderful. Yay! Every year we have Gay Pride Month in San Francisco. We should just call it month month you know because nothing fucking changes it just gets a little tiny bit gayer and the month culminates in a parade which is the gayest of all linear celebrations of course um and it's perfect because when you think about it what's gayer than a parade because a parade is nothing but a phallus that's made of humans penetrating your city your city is getting fucked by people you guys it just goes up market street fucking up traffic ejaculating candy and glitter that's pretty gay uh, I don't think we need the parade anymore. I don't think we need Gay Pride Weekend. I think what San Francisco fucking needs is a weekend of quiet dignity. <laughs> yeah, just one weekend. Just once, once a year, we calm the fuck down. We could have special events for Quiet Dignity Weekend. Stephanie, what are you going to do for Quiet Dignity Weekend? I'll be like, hmm, I'm going to sober up. I'm certainly not going to go to fucking brunch because there's nothing more undignified than brunch. And I think, okay, I'll handle it. I'll go to brunch because I want to hang out with my girlfriends, talk about their Tinder dates, see who's fucking who. But I always regret it. I wait, I wait three hours in line for eggs. I get fucked up on bottomless Bloody Marys that are garnished with like a rotisserie chicken, a piece of bacon, and a piece of pizza. I end up getting going shopping, buying two ugly dresses and a handbag, reinstalling Tinder on my phone, texting a bunch of ugly guys, being hungover at work on a Monday with a bunch of strange texts. Fuck brunch, it's useless. Um, uh, talking about girly stuff, I spend a lot of time on Pinterest. 
Uh, I don't know if you know what it is. It's a place on your phone where you can keep pictures of things you want or things you want to do, uh, like wedding dresses or shoes or ideas for things you can do with mason jars uh, for your rustic country circus hipster bullshit wedding in a barn. Uh, why do we have weddings in barns and why are all the fucking wedding favors made out of mason jars? Like, I don't get it. I'm done with it. Um, but I do. I spent a lot of time on Pinterest because I had to give up Tinder. Um, and I just needed another app where I could just look at a bunch of shit and like it, um, but never do it. <laughs> just kidding, I did a lot. That's where I met my boyfriend. But that's why I had to give up Tinder, because I, I have a boyfriend. Ooh, explosive, yay. Um, and he's like kind of an adult. I'm the kid, he's an adult. He does things like he buys furniture in like stores. Like I still pick up shit off the sidewalk, but it's gross, I gotta stop. It's like, Stephanie, stop, you deserve a new colander. Uh, but he's a good boyfriend, we have a great sex life. Uh, I think if you want to have a good sex life, you need to start with a good mattress. And we got rid of his mattress when we moved in together. He had one of those mattresses that's like a sponge. You know, it's like a Tempur-Pedic thing, and it comes in a bag in a box with all the air sucked out. I don't know if you guys know about these, but like millennials love them because they're cheap, and you can order them with an app, and then some douchebag on a bicycle comes and delivers it to you. Um, but the problem with these things is when you have sex on them, when you fuck on one of them, you just keep going down and down and down until it's like completely compressed and you're like you're fucking on a yoga mat. There's, there's like zero bounce to thrust ratio, okay? This is a problem, like, because you want the mattress to do some of the work for you. You want to thrust down, bounce back up, meet in the middle, a little less work, you know? This is so important, you guys. Do not take this lightly. I think, fuck sleep number, right? I want the bounce to thrust ratio written right on the mattress. I don't know. They could call it like a fuck number or something, right? You could, I want scientists, people in lab coats and whiteboards doing the math. It's like, how much does he weigh? How much does she weigh? This is San Francisco. How much does she weigh? Maybe there's a dog on the bed. We need this. This is very important for mattress shopping and your sex life. The other way to have a great sex life, I've found, is to choose a partner that loves sex but was sexually deprived in the relationship before you. <laughs> That resonates for some. Yes, that resonates for some. Because they will never let that shit happen again. My partner and I were both in relationships that were just head petered out, dead in the water. And so we, will, we are going to keep our sex numbers up by hook or by crook. And to that end, I, I keep track of how often we have sex um, on an app uh, because that which is measured is managed. Um, and it's not an app for keeping track of sex. It's an app for keeping track of my period. But I repurposed it. Thank you. I repurposed it. Um, so there's a place on it where I can like, keep track of the love connection. So every time we have intercourse, I hit a heart. Um, and every time he goes down on me, it's a heart plus. And every time I go down on him, it's a heart minus. Um, and I showed him. I wanted him to see how great we were doing. He looked at it and was like, oh my god, I must be a really great lover. Because there's hardly any heart minuses. Yeah, my taste in men has changed. I, I, my boyfriend's perfect for me. <laughs> I used to be really into, like, like when I was a like, prepubescent girl, I was really into, like, David Bowie, rest his soul. And I used to fantasize about him. I wanted him to be my first lover. I wanted to lose my virginity to David Bowie. And I would think about, like, being with him in a castle in England, and I'd be loving him so much. And he'd say, oh, Stephanie, you're fantastic. It's time to get a condom. And I'd say, oh, David Bowie, we don't need a condom. I don't get my period yet. All right, thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. Stephanie Silverman, everybody. I'd like to uh, uh, make a note of how fast she was talking and the shitty eye contact she made with everybody the whole entire that's time. Was, that's what I was going for. Thank that's you. That's what she was going for. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you to brunch, well, but you know. then you said you had a boyfriend. Does he like, did you have a bad experience at brunch? Or, uh, I, I hate brunch. You just hate brunch? 
it's useless. Bottomless, bottomless uh, Bloody Marys doesn't sound very useless. But uh, anyways, give it up for Stephanie Silverman. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Oh, are you going to do something, Gettle? Yeah, um, so the first joke, you said you were a lesbian for a little, or you thought you were a little bit because uh, it was persuasive. Um, how is she persuasive? Like, I, I wrote a couple, like, uh, she had drugs, or she had wine in her own Armageddon, or boys don't cry, something like that. Like, I don't know when you went to college, but, like, how was she persuasive? Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, either either it's wine, drugs, or she she owned, and I don't know when you went to college, but, yeah, yeah. so, like, just put a movie thought. when it's a, a okay, appropriate. That's, that's good. I should expand that, and that will. Yeah, yeah I had a similar thought, and then. Um, yeah, and then the other thing, uh, that sleep numbers thing I've heard you do before, and I like it. It's been a long time. Uh, the, I mean, the fuck numbers. Yeah. And it's one of those things, you, you have a lot of directions you can go in, which is kind of yeah. fun. Fuck number so. is new. I just added it should be fuck number. Because you, I think you encouraged me to go deeper. Well, oh, did I? Did, someone someone did. did. Some, I mean, in here it yeah. happened. Well, I've heard you do originally that, I think, at OMG one time, I and then probably here as well. But it's a good joke. And, okay. uh, you know. Don't make eye contact. Fuck them. Don't make eye contact. And sp- sp- <laughs> nobody fucking cares in this room. Right? Isn't that how it Someone works? always says it, though. Like, oh, you could have talked a little slower. I'm like, fuck it. That's joke workshop. Yeah, just trying to get them all in there. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was a good thing. I think yeah. you're twice as good as Todd Farham. Awesome. So, uh, I, uh, one thing that I, you act like, it was an accidental, te- like, joke link that I thought was funny was you said your taste in men has changed right after you did a blowjob joke. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's perfect. You did laugh. And I was like, yeah. huh. I, so, I, I caught that yeah. too, and I thought it was kind of weird. He's just like giggling for no. I didn't think. Yeah. That. Well, thanks I for thought explaining it was that. funny because it's like, oh, blowjob joke. Taste in men has changed. There's did, did anyone else think that? Uh, okay. All right. Well, then there's some. There, there could have legs. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Silverman. All right. Keeping this. Keeping this going. Sit down. Um. Next on the list. Very funny man. He was here last week, and he was here at the Happy Hour open mic on Friday. Give it up for Kelly Cray. Are you giving notes now? Where, where's the nicer, balder Zach that was here? Did you see that? They're wearing like the same shirt. It's like Zach just gained a little bit of weight. Great. Hi. Hello. You guys comics? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Where are you answering for them? Any questions for them I should ask you? No? Now you need to answer for him. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, did anybody see on the news how the LAPD killed that homeless dude? Anybody see that? No, good, because it wasn't on the news. Um, it was actually, it was just on my Facebook feed when I woke up, and uh, is anybody else like, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy, but when I saw it, I was just hoping and praying, just like, oh, please, please, just once, can that be a rich CEO just being a homeless dude for a day? Please, can that just be that guy? <laughs> no, 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 I'm the CEO of Goldman Sachs, no, no! That would make my, that'd make my lifetime. <laughs> Rich people need to stop doing that shit. But I think that's a hack joke, so I'm not going to continue that premise. Um, What else? Uh, Oh, you got... 
Michael Jackson has that song. It makes me feel better because some, sometimes I have like a dark sense of humor. So there's that song Michael Jackson has. He's like, da 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 da. Thinking about my baby. It don't matter if you're black or white, <laughs> unless you're dealing with the police in America. Then it definitely matters. That definitely fucking matters. Um, I want. Let me throw my white privileged hat into the Black Lives Matters debate because clearly people want to hear what I have to say about it. Um, I want police to stop killing black people. Thank you. Thank you. The dog is the one person in this room who's behind <laughs> But I do. I want them to stop shooting black people. And I know it's like super edgy and I'm an edgy comic so I come up with these edgy premises like this, you know. But the crazy thing is that it just continues to happen. And maybe the cops are like addicted to killing black people. I don't know, like, you know, the, she just start like a black, don't kill black people's anonymous where police officers can sit down and be like, hey, my name's Sergeant, you know, Joe Patelio. He wasn't Sergeant, but whatever. Um, and uh, I kill black people and they're like, okay, hi, Joe. And then there'd be like other officers trying to deal with it in different ways. Like, man, please just let me shoot one black dude, please. Okay. That's half a thought. Perfect. Okay. Um, anybody have any lucky numbers? Four. Four? Seven. Seven. I used sixteen nine. I I I used to have two lucky numbers, nine and eleven. Uh, yeah. It's even where it's it's weirder when I don't say the and. People get real testy about it. Um. 9-11 was a, a, a tragic day for so many people, except one person in particular, and his name is Lucky Larry Silverstein. Has anybody heard of this dude? No? He's the owner of the World Trade Centers. And the most amazing thing is, in, in the terrorist attacks, he scored bigger, he had a horseshoe up his ass bigger than anyone out of it. Out of the two towers falling, he actually got $4.55 billion in insurance claims. And the reason for that is because he sued the insurance companies twice because he said it was two separate attacks. Nice work, Larry. And then he went after the airlines, which is absolutely incredible, and tried to sue them for another $2.3 billion, but unfortunately lost. Um, all right, I think that's my time, so I'm going to stop there. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Tito Gonzalez, you want to go ahead and lead this off on the joke workshop as far as uh, critiquing Mr. Kelly Cray. One more time for Kelly Cray right there. Yeah. Love this man. Uh, well, I don't I don't even belong in this chair. So <laughs> Good. Get the fuck <laughs> oh, your phone out of your Okay, hand. I'm going to start it out. Get somebody. Uh, I think the world's ready for no more 9-11 jokes, so straight out of the gate. Just be there. We're ready. Just do it. I'm, that's bad advice, but yeah, do it. 9-11 jokes. Uh, it's shitty to say, like, I'm trying to think of more things to touch on. You're, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Your first joke about the homeless guy getting beat, uh, I, I would, uh, you're, tra you're asking the audience to do a suspension of disbelief or whatever, that he was like a fake boss. I think it'd be funnier is, well, I kind of feel good because he thought he was, uh, a, like, you know, he was delusional and thought he was a president for Goldman Sachs. And then it's kind of sad, but also kind of funny at the same time. Uh, there was less cum in your joke from last Monday, which is a lot of less cum. More black people, less cum. Uh, I don't know. As far as like white, the, the, like the, the Black Lives Matter white guy stuff, my general rule is I don't touch it 
And the only reason for that is because I'm a white guy and I feel like our fucking opinions are, like, are way overstated at this point in time in history. I don't know. If you have a funny tag on it, do it. If not, I, like I said, Kelly, you're a fucking interesting dude. I want to hear more. Well, the great, like, I did that joke once. Mm-hmm. Where, where, it's just a premise. Where I just want police to stop killing black people. People are like, yeah! And then, then my tag on it was like, uh, but I'm just an overprivileged white dude, so nobody wants to hear what yeah. I say. And then I was like, well, everybody here just applauded it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean... <laughs> I, I don't know enough Puerto Rican guys. And that's also another white guy saying you could pass as a Puerto Rican. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Tito Gonzalez, more uh, critiquing. Same with you, Phil Gillies. I got uh, – uh, this is Phil here. I, I got to uh, have a question for you, Kelly. And go ahead and step up to the microphone when you talk so everyone listening out there cool. uh, can hear can hear uh, your comments about yourself as well. Okay. Um, when you uh, when you write, do you just do you like watch the news and just kind of like pick a topic and see what you can say about it, or do you like witness like events and like write about things that have like strike an emotional chord somewhere deep down in you? Because it kind of seems like you just take like a topic, like oh let me let me think about what I could write about that, but there's not as much like of you, like your character, your actual like. Thoughts. It just kind of seems like a little manufactured, and and um, I guess my my uh, suggestion to you would just be to like put yourself more in the joke. Like, don't be afraid to uh, show like how you really feel about something, or you know, like throw your opinion in there, and uh, and instead of kind of like telling a joke from like an outsider perspective, like you know what I mean. Oh, I totally did. You, like, hit it right on the head. I, I've been realizing that over the past, like, couple months, and it's just something that I'm trying to work on more. And I love watching comedians really include themselves in it. And I know there's yeah. some barrier that I have where I do, I just, like, take myself out of the situation. Yeah. But, like, I was, I was seven blocks north when the towers fell. So it's, like, for that type of 9-11 stuff, like, I could use that as my own experience to talk about it. You, yeah. But I don't, for whatever reason, so... 9-11 jokes be funny, actually. Uh, Frosty Nugs, local uh, stabbing victim and comedian, uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he has the... The only good joke he has, uh, and I t- I've told him this, is a 9-11 joke, and it's about him living at World Trade Center, and wait, he slept through the fucking towers falling a block away from there. A story about that, and only a guy named Frosty Nugs can do that. Right. Uh, but no, I like that. Put yourself... That's the ultimate thing for jokes, is nobody gives a fuck what your opinion is, right. but when you put yourself into a joke, and people are like, okay, this guy's... What are your flaws, or what do you like about that? Yeah, if you show some vulnerability, it like it, it uh, brings like a connection between you and the audience, Regardless of like whether they're like on board with it or not, but they'll at least see it'll, it'll kind of give them like some insight as to where you're coming from, and like they'll just feel like they know you a little more. And it's just uh, it's not even just in jokes; it's just like in life in general. Like you, you're now you need to shut up, Phil. No, <laughs> you know what? I'm turning your mic down, motherfucker. <laughs> no, this, Phil, keep talking, man. This is like because I think that what you're saying is real important and it's very true. Well. We got to keep going. Um, so shit, what? Oh. You're just getting deep about it. Yeah. Well, Ethan told me to shut up, and, uh, and now you've lost all confidence. And now and I want to cry, and I'm like all embarrassed <laughs> and shit. And, uh, He's bringing life into it. Bringing life into it. No, just, just put some life. Just put some life in there, man. Don't be afraid to uh, put yourself in there, and uh, don't be a hat comic like Ethan, dude. <laughs> Ethan, like, dude, if you've ever seen him, you're just like, God, dude, get off the fucking stage. And uh, truth comes out finally. 
Anyways, uh, he's going to be up in a couple, so then you can just shit all over him. Um, I want you to sit in the panel after Ethan goes up and give him a piece of your mind and tear him a new <laughs> asshole. All good. All good. Uh, for now, we're going to move on to your next comic, uh, Thanks, who uh, hosts OMG over on 6th Street on Tuesday nights. Give it up for Greg Gettle. Yeah. Ethan, take care of your dog. Go take care of your dog. I don't want to. It's so sad hearing it cry. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Go take care of it. Dude, that's separation anxiety. I know, but go hang out. Go hang out back there for a little bit. I, it's, I'm not even kidding. Go back there. Can someone go, like give that dog or bring that dog closer maybe? Take it off the leash and bring it close. Or not off the leash, but bring the leash over here. I should have done this. I don't know why I didn't do this. You're wasting your time. Fucking okay. <laughs> <laughs> take my eyes. Take my eyes. All right. You just want to take the fucking leash? Jesus. See what I'm fucking saying, dude? It's not cool. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, my name is Greg Gettle. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this past weekend, I was having sex with a lady. Um, we, we've been having sex for a couple months, you know. And uh, the problem was this weekend she had strep throat. Um, so we couldn't kiss uh, when we were having sex. And that's when I realized um, that's the closest I'm ever going to get uh, to the movie Pretty Woman. <laughs> You guys know? Because I couldn't kiss her on the lips during sex because she had strep throat and because she's a prostitute. Um, I'm seeing a prostitute. All right. Um, we're having fun. I was on the plane uh, a little bit ago, and uh, I was like in the second to the last row, like right by the shitter. And then they announced on the intercom, they're like, hey, uh, there's a first class passenger that's having a medical issue. If there's any doctors on the plane, can you please come up front? And then a doctor stood up and like went to the front. And the problem with that is the doctor that stood up was the, the guy sitting behind me, and he was wearing sweatpants. And like I just feel like they should have said like, is there a, a more qualified doctor on the plane? Because this guy's been taking farts for the last two hours, and he's sitting in sweatpants just sweating. I don't think a first-class passenger wants that guy to touch him. You, you know, I don't think he's going to solve any issues. I don't, like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? All right. I, uh, I've, I've, been, uh, I'm new, I've been in the city for a year now, and I just saw my first guy jacking off on the BART. Very special moment in San Francisco. And he was staring at me while jerking off. And a lot of people think that would be creepy. But like I felt so pretty, because <laughs> I was like I was like the fifth cutest guy in that bar car, and he chose me. <laughs> and now every time I ride the bar, I look for him because I'm like, oh, sit there, dude, jerk off. I don't get compliments. That's so nice to know that I still got it, man. That's tight. Um, no, uh, I'm a Segway tour guide. I don't know if you guys know that about me. When I'm not doing this, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, was at a, I was at a red light the other day, and uh, it was like me and like four white guys on the Segway tour, because that's who takes Segway tours. And, uh, and we were at this red light, and this old lady came up to me, and she said, excuse me, sir, uh, I'm, I'm just visiting San Francisco. I don't really know my way around. Uh, where's the nearest place to get a cup of coffee? And I said, oh, no worries. Uh, if, you go about, uh, if you go about two blocks that way and a block that way, there's a Starbucks. But also, if you go about, if you go about three blocks that way, there's a Phil's Coffee. She said, thanks a lot hit me on the shoulder, and walked away. And the problem with that is, is when I did the initial pointing, I happened to lock eyes with a black guy across the street, 
And then he followed my finger over here. <laughs> and there just happened to be another black guy over there, <laughs> like the only two. And then they looked at each other. And then they looked back at me, uh, which doesn't look good, um, especially like with this skin color and this hairstyle. Uh, it's a real bummer. Because <coughs> what I feel like what they saw was an old lady came up to me and she was like, excuse me, sir, new to San Francisco, kind of scared. Where's the safest place to walk? I'm like, well, let's see, there's a black guy there. And there's a black guy there. So you should probably go that way, sweetheart. Uh, go, go, save yourself. Enjoy the Wi-Fi. And I don't know what's shittier, guys. I don't know what's more, what looks worse. Is the fact that I did the pointing thing or the fact that I, after I did the pointing thing, I rode away on a Segway. <laughs> Pretty white thing to do. All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. You can start it, Ethan. I got to uh, be honest with you. Yeah, what about? I totally uh, forgot that I wasn't timing him, so I got distracted. I don't know what you said, Greg. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, hello. Hello. My dog's up front. First off, are you happy? Ha much happier. Not crying. You're not supposed to give into that separation anxiety. That was bad. I didn't like any second back there hearing that. Uh, you add a new tag on the end of your joke, which I like. Thank after the Wi-Fi, I know, because I see his set so often. That's a good tag. Um, strep throat. Um, I don't remember, but I remember laughing. Pretty woman thing, because pretty know, woman. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a prostitute. That's her one rule. Like you can have sex with no kissing, and it was the same thing when I was having sex with the lady who had strep throat. And then the joke is that she was actually a prostitute as well, but <laughs> you guys didn't laugh at that. <laughs> it's fine. It's kind of begging for a Richard <laughs> Gere reference after that, isn't it? What's that? It's kind of begging for a Richard Gere reference after that. Like, you got really in a role and shoved a, it was Richard a, Gere. I was, a gerbil uh, I up was your ass. Richard Gere. <laughs> was that better? Is that better? <laughs> that, that, that's a fucking really funny misdirection. Yeah, it's like pretty, pretty Woman. I was like, yeah, I was like fucking Richard Gere. Just like, <laughs> fucking Richard Gere. That's pretty funny. Do you, guys like, do you guys know who Richard Gere is? All right. Well, then I, I might. He put small it. critters in his rectum in the early 90s. <laughs> I was experimental. No. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about Richard? Richard Gere. Yeah. yeah. I put my fingers in my asshole because I saw a road trip. And I knew <laughs> there was something in there. I knew there was like, something in my ass. And, uh, and now I found like, out it was, a pro it was a prostate. I didn't know that. Oh, I was just like, throwing I, my hands in my ass. I thought you were describing First five treasure. In the shower, that's how I started. You're describing treasure. I knew there was something up there. there was like a gold good. ring. I knew there was something there. Yeah. Really? Okay. Anyone else not understand that? Oh, okay. Really? Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, be a little more specific on the movie. Yeah. You don't. You don't kiss prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Not that I know or anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I liked your Bart uh, jerk off story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, only thing I can say, like adding tags, it's just like now I always take my shirt off on a bar, or I'm wearing tank tops on a bar. I feel like that would ruin it. <laughs> well, you taking I your like shirt off would ruin a lot of things, but um, but yeah, um, yeah, just a couple tags are just like now, like I'm like flexing yeah, when I'm holding the pole. That guy's gonna but, look elsewhere if any of that happens. All right, I, I'm just. <laughs> you know, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it, but I I, I know like my good my, I like my features. It. That's almost funny. That's actually almost funnier than where like you start getting into it to try to get his attention. He, and he, he he started jerking off at somebody else. I ooh, oh, I like that. And I get jealous. Ooh, I should get jealous at him. Yeah, exactly. Dirty bastard. Okay. I spent a whole day right in the bar looking for him. Yeah.
cry, in tears, just crying. Where is all it? right, as much as we could all keep talking about jerking off for all night, we got to keep yeah, this did moving. You any, did you have and, anything? Uh, I meant to say I liked I, I liked what you were saying about like it, you maintain the mystery if you didn't take off your clothes. But if you did take off your clothes, maybe he stopped jerking off. I don't, I don't think I can handle yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Emotionally. Oh, good job, Greg. Thank you did you. good. All right, your next comic coming to the stage. Uh, I actually skipped him. Uh, he was supposed to go second, which is my fault. I'm a huge piece of shit. Give it up for Johnny Bell. Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. All right, so I'm married. Anybody married in the audience? Anyone in a relationship? Anyone? <laughs> Let's pretend. Are you in a relationship? Fantastic. How, do you have a, like, a healthy fantasy life with him? You ever like fantasize like, about dropping an atom bomb on him or anything like that? I mean, not me. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I don't really, well, like maybe one dozen times in the past, I don't know, hour and a half have I you know, fantasized about dropping a 50 megaton atomic bomb on my wife. But, okay, look, um, I just, you know, it's just frustration thoughts, and uh, like I'm perfectly aware that if I use like 50 megatons, people are gonna think that I'm really ostentatious, okay? Because, you know, that's like 500 trillion sticks of dynamite, and people are gonna be like, oh, first the Lion King themed bar mitzvah, and now this. Like, who's he trying to impress? And, you know, plus, um, you know, there's the collateral damage that, you know, you have to be aware of. And, I mean, pretty much destruction of everything from San Jose to Petaluma. And, like, I can't deal with any more shit from my HOA because, like, total destruction. I mean, they get pissed off if I forget to trim my hedges. And the other thing, the, the only 50 megaton atomic bomb out there is made by Russia. And I don't know about you, but I'm in favor of supporting American manufacturing, you know, just because I want to, you know, vaporize, vaporize my wife within an OMD doesn't mean I'm in favor of sending American jobs overseas. Now, the B-83 uh, variable yield uh, gravity bomb, that's made right here. That's made in the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, you know, and I figure, hey, if I can buy my vegetables locally, like, why not my atomic bombs, right? And, um, you know, the B-83, it has a maximum yield of like 1.2 uh, megatons, which I, I figure is plenty. Um, um, oh, crap, did I forget the rest of it? Uh, I figure it's plenty. Um, crap. <laughs> okay, yeah, I figure it's plenty. It's like 75 times what we dropped in Hiroshima. Uh, which happens to be where my wife is from. So as they say, there are no coincidences. And uh, oh, I just have a question for any of you hipsters out there. Uh, is dropping an atomic bomb on someone from Hiroshima considered more satirical or ironic? Because, I mean, I really want to be on top of that because I don't want to alienate my Twitter followers. Um, hashtag Kaboom Lady Ground Zero. 
Um, but really, no, my wife is from Japan, and I love her, and she's smart, and she's funny, and she's beautiful, she makes us food. But sometimes, like, living with her is like um, that romantic movie, you know the one I'm talking about? The, the really romantic one um, with Brad Pitt. World War Z, yeah, it's kind of like, living with her is kind of like World War Z, kind of like in the plane where everyone's becoming zombies. Um, and I'm not saying that our, uh, her, uh, our fights are her fault, you know, far from it. You know, ADD, got a sense of humor of a 12-year-old, as you can tell I'm fairly annoying. Um, but really, I don't think that leaving a pair of socks on the floor should turn my beloved into the Tasmanian devil on bath salts, okay? Uh, you know, iron, cast iron cookware flying, brandishing, you know, carving knives, talk of dismemberment and then divorce. Um, yeah. Um, oh, crap. <laughs> Let's just finish up because I, I can't remember anything. All, all I can say is that it's, you know, it's marriage, you have to work on it, but one positive thing about our fights is having really passionate makeup sex. Be nice if she was having it with me, but hey, it's a work in progress. All right, I'm Johnny Bell. Yeah. Brand new, everything brand new. I can't believe I forgot it all. Johnny, I have a question for you. Yes. The way that you are on stage, how yes. close is that to your actual personality off the stage? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, at times, maybe if I get nervous, but maybe it was more nerves of doing it because I didn't plan on doing it that nervous. Okay. And then I kind of went with it. So. Yeah, uh, my, my main thing, it's not anything about your material. It's just the way that you delivered it. You gave us a lot of information, but you were just talking so fast. And uh, I think if you just took a, took a moment to just sit back and chill out before, you know, um, when, you know, before the show or whenever, just like take some time to look at what you're saying and think about like pacing and beats and breaking it up uh, so that when you get to the punchlines, like it's more defined because you just, uh, you were saying it so fast that I just felt like you skimmed over punchlines. Like you just zoomed right over and, it, and we didn't really have time to process it. Okay. So that would be my thoughts on okay. it. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever done any of this, so, but thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I say, well, I mean, everything you're talking about is actually coming from like a place of anger, but you're not coming off as from a place of anger. So I say you need to do the whole set over again someplace oh, yeah. and do it from a p point of anger because, I mean, I <clears throat> you're making a lot of references and stuff in there, but I think they would be funny if you had some aggression behind it and just kind of, you don't need to be screaming at people to convey aggression, but just, you, you know, figure it out. Let's get pissed. Get pissed and talk about it. Uh, do you have a, an, uh, is, do you have those actual fights with your uh, wife or, or are you just making that up for comedy? We, we used to have crazy, intense fights, so. But no more? No. Oh, okay. So that's also part of, um, like, something I would work on is I would, I would set the joke up as, we used to have them mm -hmm. because uh, this sounds really weird. People can actually sense when you're lying. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's uh, where did I read that at? But um, people, we they sense that garbage. Like, I, I mean, it's it's really weird. People were 
we're, we're in tuned a lot more than you actually think. So put the whole thing in, in the past and we used to. Exactly. In that context. Yeah. Exactly. And in, then you can come from a place of anger about your wife. You just get in these fights. And I'd set it up with these fights so you have the audience on your side. Because automatically, it depends, it goes both ways. Fucking men hate women, women hate uh, men. It goes both ways. So let's set it up kind of like that and then maybe go into the atomic bomb stuff because then it's not so ridiculous. People are like, oh yeah, I've been pissed enough to drop, to buy fucking arms on the black market. You know, I like it. I think there's something there. Yeah, I think keeping it in the past tense makes the audience feel safer because mm. it's like, oh, he's not actually going to kill his wife. I can laugh at this now. Yeah. That's, um, oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. Not and, and the other thing is that um, that joke about dropping the bomb on a on a Japanese girl's home—it's apropos. So that's the that's the actual correct term. Just so you know. Apropos. Yeah. Just okay. so you know, Jackson McBrayer <laughs> yeah, giving know, you right? a lesson in English over yeah. there. All right. Um, anyways, so we got to keep moving um, to fit Thank everybody you. in. Um, good job, Johnny. Give it up for Johnny Bell. Oh, man, your next comic coming to stage. Man, God, dude, how much I hate this guy. Like, I see him around at open mics, and I'm just like, dude, ah, if only he just was not on here so I could go on, like, five minutes sooner because he's just, like, a waste of five minutes on any show. He's a misogynist. He just, I've seen him hit a woman before, and uh, he's going to tell you that story. Give it up for Ethan Albers. Oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. The woman I hit was Phil Gilly's mom, so it was appropriate. <laughs> Ayo. No, it wasn't. Uh, round of applause for Greg Gettle, who's up here, making me get my dog. And round of applause for Ethan for giving so much feedback on the no, panel. No, 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 no. The feedback's me being mean. I'm giving you guys all cold, too, so you guys don't have to plot at all. That's okay. Uh, it's over with, actually. Um, yeah, so Greg Gettle's up here doing his uh, stuff. Um, he's a Segway tour guide. Did you guys hear that? Greg Gettle's a Segway tour guide. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Greg Gettle has made my school bus that I live on a designated stop on the San Francisco Segway tour. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that. He'll pull up. He'll pull up with like a bunch of fucking, you know, people from Dominic Republic. I don't fucking know. They just like pulls up. He's like, hey, guys. That's my impression of Greg. Is he out here, actually? Is he Greg out here? Gregory. He's not out there. <laughs> uh, he'll go, hey, guys, we're going to stop right here for a second. Hey, huh? Huh? Guys, we're going to stop. We all know rent's expensive, right? Well, my friends, they figured out a way to not pay rent. They live on this bus. It's like equivalent to $4,300. And then I do this like crazy thing. I pop my head out like a Muppet and go, hi, Greg. And they die. They love it. They eat this shit up, and then they just start handing him 20s. I make that guy money, and then he gives me shit about my dog. Fuck him. Never book him. He put a show on. That's what I'm saying. Don't book Phil either. Book Connor Doherty, though. He's paying attention. There you go. Look at that. What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? I'll riff. I'll fuck. I don't give a fuck. AIDS. Not touching that one. What about you, uh, miss? What would you like to... What do you want me to hear? What would you like to hear me talk about? I know I have a great voice. I have a phenomenal voice. Don't I? Don't look at me like that. I have a great voice. Don't make me self-conscious, dude. You have a great voice. Thank you. It's control, Phil. It's called Phil. Phil, it's called control. Yeah. I'll talk about something. Uh, <laughs> I'll do something. I, 
I was thinking about how I used to be a really bad friend uh, recently. I used to be, I kind of am, Phil saying you kind of still are. But uh, no, I used to be a really, really uh, bad friend. Like I thought it was a good idea uh, for my buddy Adam a number of years back for a birthday uh, to break into his apartment and steal his three foot bong, clean it, and he gave it back to him for his birthday. That was the plan, I had like no money. So I bring my buddy Tim along, and we go over, because I like knew how to break into his house, and it's like shitty apartment, fucking North Portland. And I like break into his apartment, we come in, and Tim is, Tim's pretty, uh, Tim's a pretty bright guy, but also like a real shit bag. So we're in there, and I have the bong, and he goes, whoa, 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 dude, whoa. He, you can't just take the bong. And I'm like, why? He's like, because he'll be on to you. He's like, you need to make this look like a burglary. You're going to need to steal more stuff. And I'm like, that's a great idea. So, like, I go for his Xbox, and, like, Tim goes up there and, like, starts grabbing his money and shit. And I just, like, rob Adam. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to, we'll, we'll give it back to him all on his birthday in, like, a week, right? <laughs> Happy birthday, dude. You weren't robbed. Uh, that was the plan. But we get back to Tim's house, and Tim had a different plan. We, like, clean the bong out stuff. We're doing some hits. And then uh, Tim goes, yeah, I don't want to get the bong back. And I'm like, that's not how birthday presents work, dude. And he goes, no, nah, I kind of really like it. Like, I really like I'm like, and he's, like, playing Xbox. I'm like, you can't rob a friend. Uh, so I don't have a tie to the end of that. But uh, we, we get, he, I, I remember, here's the thing, he didn't get his bong back for his birthday. I think we gave it back to him around the holidays because there was candy canes in it, which his birthday's in April, if I remember. So we kept the bong for, like, months. AIDS, that's an interesting topic. Somebody was talking about that. People have it. Oh, you're going to honk me when I start AIDS. You're going to honk me when I start AIDS. Go ahead. I'll go one more. I'll go. Uh, that's the one minute. Yeah. I'll, I had an idea. Um, I like, like I walked to my old neighborhood recently. I noticed this uh, like restaurant went out or whatever this business went out. And they're going out. Like Asian-owned businesses are going away. And I think Asian-owned businesses are one of the best things in San Francisco because they are radically, like, they, they're maimed radically. They don't give a fuck whether you know what they do. Does that make sense? Like the place around the corner from me, I swear to God, God was like a pho restaurant, but people also drove cars into there. So it's kind of like, okay, is it a pho restaurant? Is it a auto mechanics place? Either way, it's still open on Christmas. What's going, that's a bad joke. I'm gonna go kill myself because nobody laughed. Right. No, no, no. Critique me. Go ahead. I was just, I was just fucking with you, man. I just knew you'd do the same to me if I was up there. So yeah, I know, kind of. So uh, no, man. Um, Ethan's a good guy. Last joke, so shit. Guys, Let's get into um, this. Yeah, you know what? I will kill you, Kelly. I know you live in a van. I will kill you. No, good job. Like, uh, same thing as last week. You know, I watched you go from riffing into your material pretty seamlessly. It's a thing that you do really well, which you know. Um, I try to mimic, so let that, you know, fluff up your ego a little bit. Think about that. Yeah, people try to be like me. And, Stage uh, confidence. Yeah. Um, the Stage. one thing I wouldn't be like you is that I at least would have washed that V-neck. I wouldn't have just taken it out of the package. If you guys can see, there's the, that that straight line. That's so funny. That's I fucking, did it. I just take it straight out of the package. I didn't wash it. Yeah. Rookie. Rookie. That's a rookie mistake right there, dude. Professional stage performance, but rookie V-neck. Yeah. Rookie V-neck. 
That's, I'm kind of upset. Men nobody men actually. Uh, I I was wearing all new clothes like this week, and nobody nobody wants. Dude, I like I, I've done the same thing. That's the only reason that I know is because. Well, I've done way to that. make me feel self conscious. Any other critiques? You, miss. Don't be shy. Where is the, the thing on the V-neck? <laughs> There's a crease right down the middle of it. Okay. Fresh out of the package. I had no idea. Like, I know. Why can't you just wear it out of the package? Uh, exactly. So he's looking like the, the monster. No, no, I didn't make up that rule. How do you feel about that? About the V-neck? Just everything. I like everything. I like it. Really, I was just pointing to the V-neck. I just wanted you guys to look at Ethan's nice figure that he has and admire that. Because honestly, dude, if you just got up there and didn't even tell any jokes, you're just like good to look at. But as soon as you start talking, like I just I don't want to listen, you know. <laughs> I'm taking my dog and going home. <laughs> All right, Ethan Albers, everybody, give it up one more time for Ethan being a good sport. Your next comic coming to the stage. Very funny man. Give it up for Jonathan Ortiz. <laughs> oh, cool. I have extra notes and a new cell phone. Kick ass. Good looking crowd, wow. Yeah, I know. So uh, I know I look like uh, Jim Carrey bang the dog whisperer. <laughs> nice. I'm aware, I'm aware of this. Um, it's nice to have some estrogen in the house. Girls, um, let me, you girls all probably work at a tech job. Probably, maybe, right? Okay, do you guys have a security guard at your place? <laughs> no? No. No, okay, well. I'm a security guard, <laughs> right? That's the punchline. Um, I'm a security guard. I, uh, I mean, God help you if, if, if you choke on a chicken wing at work and I'm there. Like, I'm the first responder to any medical emergency. Like, this is true. You know, like, my training was five of us in a room playing operation. Like, that was it. Uh, like, we're the first responders to any terrorist attack. As, uh, d d me. Like, a guy with a notepad and a pen. Like, that's it. I spend most of my time pretending my flashlight is a lightsaber. Uh, this is the first time I'm talking about this, so please give me some feedback. I do want to talk about me being a security guard. Uh, and this is why we're here, you guys. For This is the new joke workshop where we, we're working out. Okay. Um... I do want to talk about this stuff. I, just, I don't have too many jokes for it, but uh, it's my friends. I, I can't relate to any of my friends because they all have kids now. All my friends that I grew up with all have kids, and it sucks. Like, I hang out with them, and they're picking up their – they got to go because uh, the kids have to go to the pool and to school. And it's like my biggest concern every day is what I'm going to eat while high. That's like – that's it. Like Cheetos or, 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 or Red Hot Cheetos. I don't know. Um, what is it? Flaming hot. Oh God, flaming hot. It's like when I'm high, and YouTube. I just, I'm just, it's just the best. I can't relate to them. My friend calls me, 
He's like, dude, we're like in Di- we got the diamond package at Disneyland teacups and like the parade light light parade. I'm like, dude, I got a dead hooker at my feet right now, so it's I'm gonna talk about something else now. I'm gonna talk about something else. Um and I recently took mushrooms for the first time. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool trip. I uh I spent, for about 20 minutes, I thought I was a rabbit out in the forest. I thought I was a rabbit out foraging in the forest. I was burrowing. Um, oh, my God, dude. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that. It's just I, Maybe it's too fresh. Maybe I'm still high, and that's why I can't think of any jokes from it. But it was cool. At one point, I realized I was a rabbit out in the forest, and I said, yeah, we're going to go with this. Like, it's okay. I was having so much fun. I just wanted to be a, a, a rabbit. I have, okay, about less than a minute left. I want to use the rest of my time uh, to find out, uh, what do you guys, any questions for me? Any questions at all regarding my security job? Any questions? You look at me, and, 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 and what do you want to ask? Anything, anything at all. Just throw it out. Just yell it out. What's the tat say? Uh, the tattoo? Yeah. It's just a star. It stands for philosophy. Uh, it was my first tattoo. It was a big mistake. Next question. Just go. You own a uh, I, I, no, I'm a dog, I recently became a cat person. I love cats now. Yeah. And, and I know I got like 10 more seconds. Just throw anything out. What qualifications did you have to meet in order to become a security guard? Oh, dude, dude, no, 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 no. I got my GED, first of all. <laughs> and they just hand out these certificates easier than 420 cards. I can't find the mic stand. Here it is. Um, you guys, I love you. Thanks. Dude, uh, so like the first 20 seconds when he got on stage, I love that uh, there's like this don't give a fuck attitude. There's like nothing we could take away from you, right? There's that thing. I think it dissolved a little bit halfway in, but I, I mean, it was, you didn't even, you even, you know, you did that little head bob in the beginning that was a little sarcastic because of the music. And even that was funny. So it's like when you're in that zone that seemed where like we can't hurt you no matter what whether we laugh or not like yeah maintain I, I like that personally I like when I see comedians do that personally so but that's just my take. yeah on that your your energy dipped a little bit and you got a little self uh, hating or yeah. you're just like un- unsure like that's one thing you can't do unless it's part of your act but it shouldn't be because you have like a good energy you can be boom 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 yeah. uh, only thing I have for you as far as like uh, we, it might just be the way you uh, I'll read my notes though. Uh, you said, uh, I'm a security guard. Or no, you said, uh, God help you if you're choking on chicken wing. And then you said, I'm a security guard. You need to set it up that I'm a security guard and God help you at an at a office or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You said, you said God help you if you're uh, choking on chicken wing and then two, I'm a security guard. So then, so do that. But also then like, you know, if this happens, I can actually help you. If you get your tie caught in a printer, I can, I'll, be, I'll run there with scissors. Or just, you know what I mean? Some stupid shit that you, or like if experience you've had where you were, you know, called into duty and you save the day and just make it so stupid and just like, you know what I mean? That that's, you know, justify why you have a fucking plastic badge. But uh, yeah, and you, so you, can, you can get like two or three beats off, off of that. You know what I mean? Like it's just a couple of different examples of what you can do with your, you know, rubber band gun, whatever they give you, you know? But yeah, uh, cause that's a great, that's a great bit, great premise and all that. So yeah, keep it up. Thanks, I find oh, I have one more comment. Just just a small thing. I find you super likable. I like listening to you. Um, I you addressed the ladies in the room without a punchline, or maybe I didn't get it. But I I don't know how you how you feel, but I feel 
a little bit uncomfortable when comedian up front is like, hey, we got ladies in the room. It's like, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, what's the point? I, I don't know. I, that's how I feel. I don't know if you guys would agree or say no. I thought it paid off. I thought where he was going with it was the security guard. Like, you guys have a security guard, and then it's kind of creepy silence, and then segues into he's a security right. guard. So I thought that the beginning I was like, ah, oh, ladies, but then I thought it was going to there. Okay. Thank you. All right, give it up for Jonathan Ortiz, everybody. All right, we got to keep this show going, falling a little bit behind. Um, for those of you who just tuned in you uh, to MutinyRadio.fm, you are listening to the uh, Joke Workshop that happens every Monday night from 6 to 7.50. My name is Phil Gillis. I am your host. And uh, right now, I'm the only person on the panel. If there's any other comics who are going up tonight, feel free to jump up there to uh, critique your peers. Um, that being said... I'm going to keep it going. Give it up for your next comic, Annette Mullaney. So obviously don't read off of a laptop. Got that? But otherwise... Um, just wrote this stuff. Okay. Um, so a lot of my friends are turning 30 this year and they're acting, they're like irrationally worried about it. I don't understand, like do they think they're gonna turn into a crone overnight? Like I'm on the other side of 30 and so to be fair, like I got injured right before I turned 30 so I've been using this cane ever since. And also to be fair, I had a dye mishap so my hair turned gray. Uh, but it's not, like, still, I don't, you don't turn into a crone usually overnight. Um, uh, so I had a really good weekend. Um, a dude came up from L.A. to see me. I'd call him my boyfriend, but he hates when I do that. So we'll just say a dude. <laughs> a dude that I see naked occasionally. Um, and, like, this dude is quality. He's gorgeous. He has a degree. He works at a nonprofit. He played college athletics. Like, if you saw us next to each other, you'd, it's kind of a little bit of a head scratcher. It's like a homecoming king and a theater geek. Um, and, like, he knows he's a good catch, but I don't think he understands how far above my bar he is. Like, he's an Adonis, and he'll start worrying if he gains five pounds. But, like, I married a dude who thought that brushing your teeth was foreplay. Um, but like, so you see him and I together and you kind of wonder what's going on there, right? Because some, you know, relationships, of course, on one level, they're about souls meeting and people bridging that void of consciousness to create something new together. But on another level, it's like a pretty basic transactional exchange. Like somebody has youth, somebody has money, somebody has sophistication, somebody has drugs. Um, so like, what's he in it for? Uh, two things. Number one, uh, shout out to Zoe Deschanel for making socially awkward dweeb girls seem adorkable. Um, it used to be I'd show up wearing mismatched shoes and I'd have sand in my hair for no reason and people would be like, girl, you need to get your shit together. Um, but he's a fan of new girls, so he's just like, oh, you're so quirky. Um, and number two, uh, yeah, I provide the drugs. Um, there's been a couple times like it got weird. Like I think when I was laying out a trail of nugs that led to my vagina. Uh, but luckily I've gotten over that discomfort. Um, so you know for him to come up from LA, I had to raise the bar quite a bit. Uh, so he had his first acid trip on Saturday. 
Um, we woke up nice and early because, you know, an acid trip can last eight to 10, uh, eight to 12 hours. And like, I'm 30, I'm not messing up my Sunday of brunch, meal prep and Pilates. Um, but I woke up Saturday morning to a surprise, which was that I was ragging super hard. Um, it was shark week. Uh, it was my blood moon. Um, I was exiled to the red tent. I was performing everyone's least favorite musical ragtime. Uh, I was cheering for Alabama roll tide. Uh, the communists were occupying my red square. I was perioding really hard. Um, so I'm getting the feeling that like not everyone in the room has dealt with periods. Um, and maybe not everyone has experienced psychedelics, but having your period on acid is some varsity level drugs and womaning. Uh, <laughs> uh, because periods are all about logistics. Like you have to think about how long each tampon pad, moon cup, whatever the fuck you use is gonna use, how long it's gonna last. Like you have to pack supplies. It's all logistics. And acid, you cannot do logistics. You're like, oh man, is it time to change my tampon? And my watch is melting. Um, and on this, on this other level, so like you do acid, you connect with the universe in this beautiful way, like you understand your significance, but also the grandeur and the serenity of all existence and how beautiful your place is within it. And then you gotta deal with all the blood dumping out of your cunt. So it's really like you just have to go between these levels. Um, and you know, like acid, period, I'm fucking varsity at this shit, so this wasn't enough. So I decided to go to the beach uh, with this dude and my two bro-y 24-year-old roommates. Um, dude, like fucking playing life on hard mode. It's harder than like going to a baptism high. Uh, I, I got so much sand in my vagina that I'm sure any baby I have is gonna be born with a miner's cough. Um, and there's some more, but I feel like I used up my time. So critique me hard. I'm only in comedy for the emotional BDSM, so. All right, I thought that was, okay, so I'm gonna start off. Um, is that usually how you deliver your material when you're not reading it off of a computer screen or was it kind of you were reading it? Because I feel like you could have put a lot more like attitude in there. Like there was times where you got like a little more sassy and, and like I, that's where, where I would like smile or laugh. Because uh, I think it's like bullshit that the boyfriend that you're talking about, you're just like, oh, he's so high above me. Because like I look at you and I'm just like, really? Do you really think that? Like you haven't seen him. Yeah. And then like so I think like that when you say like, oh, his he his his like his, his, the bar like is so high above like you know. But I also married a guy who thought that brushing your teeth was foreplay. Like I like the irony in that. You can kind of like maybe connect those two ideas together, kind of like as a misdirection. Uh, saying that like you know oh my bar is so high but like it's really not and um, I don't know I just feel like just just put some more some more attitude in there because you know um, I think it would uh, add add punch to it mm -hmm. I think I, I totally agree with that I don't because I, when I when I get when I, when I see you when you get up on stage you have all this like witty witty contempt about you so I don't and it's like very smart so I don't feel like you really believe there's like some guy that's like so far above you. You know what I mean? I don't. I feel like you're. You can point out like all these hypocrisies and all this stupidity that's going around you. So, that's yeah. I, that's just I guess agreeing. You said weak, witty contempt. Witty contempt. Yeah, that's just this kind of feel that I get because your certain punchlines were very. They're like they were smart, but they were kind of like. 
you said them like kind of under your breath almost. I don't know. They had some snark uh, to them, which I think you should have. Snark just is the totally word. Snark is a perfect word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I also, you have the joke about like going prematurely gray because of a dye job gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted you to have a tag about like the carpets don't match the drapes because like that's right there low hanging fruit yeah. uh also just i'm i'm pro you know cute cripples fucking beautiful people so good job <laughs> <laughs> any last yeah. comments before yeah. i don't yeah. think you need all the different ways of saying being on your period mm. yeah okay. the one thing i was going to say is uh if you're going to do that like i mentioned that you know we've all heard these before because those aren't your jokes or just you know you mentioned them cut them down to half because get get to my cunt was dumping blood Okay. Is that what you said, right? Or yeah. t- whatever, because that was like, boom, that was the that was yeah. the joke, right? You know, whatever. So get to it uh, sooner. Otherwise, yeah, you got great material. And yeah, just there. go straight to I was having my period on acid. Okay. Or yeah. like maybe like one more thing of setup, but that you don't need that much setup, and that is an inherently fr- funny premise, I feel like. I've never had a period, but I feel like it's funny. <laughs> yeah, periods on acid just sounds double shitty. <laughs> I laughed just like when you said that, so... All right, give it up one more time for Annette Mullaney, everybody. Your next comment coming to the stage had a little, uh, I just met her tonight, and we kind of had a little uh, sarcastic battle back and forth, sort of screwing with each other, and she was very likable right off the bat. Give it up for Paola Castro. Hi. That's what everyone says about me, that I'm really likable, and I, I guess it's just physical. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my name is Paola. You're probably wondering where I'm from. I'm, I'm from Canada. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm actually from Nicaragua, but why, why do people care? Like, Americans don't even know where that is. Um... When I meet people, they ask me this question. They're like, where are you from? Like, and, you, and it feels like this question's gonna like explode out of their mouths. Like, it feels like it's coming. Kind of like, it reminds me when I like let out a fart in the office and nobody says anything about it because they're too polite. So it's like, there's nothing that comes out of it. Like, I, I get nothing out of it. Or like, or like a fucking baby that explodes out of a vagina and contributes to overpopulation because like, fuck babies. Um, uh, but uh, what was I going to say about that? They, people ask me where I'm from, and then they have nothing else to say, and they don't know where Nicaragua is. And I'm like, why don't, why don't American people like, study their history and learn that there was this like, conspiracy during the Ronald Reagan like, second period where they, Ronald Reagan like, conspired with the Nicaraguan Contras to sell uh, arms to the Iranian government? I actually didn't know that either because I've lived here in America I and mean, I'm an American. <laughs> I've been here for like most of my life. <laughs> People, I don't know. Um, so anyway, I like living in San Francisco um, because uh, people here care about the earth and they recycle and they also care about their bodies and they're vegan. But there's something that San Franciscans haven't realized and that is, um, Cemeteries. I think um, cemeteries, you know, are a collection of dead bodies that are contributing absolutely nothing to society anymore. And I think we could do something with that. I think we could really think about it. Um, like uh, there, there's like all this great fertilizer and there's like really pretty boxes that we could be using. Like my great grandma. I have, 
I have like, I have this like really, really nice like vegetable garden in the back of my apartment in San Francisco. That's totally a lie. I don't have a backyard in San Francisco. <laughs> um, or like we could use lift line and like deliver urns and ashes or um, we could also monetize from necrophilia to, um, <laughs> to um, give this money to the homeless and give them houses or something, you know? It's like, like a very San Francisco thing to do. <laughs> okay, on the subject of death, um, f <laughs> fuck uh, setting goals for your life. I think you should just write your obituary ahead of time because there's something very important that I want people to say about me when I die, that I had a really nice clit. Yeah. <laughs> well, because my clit's really nice to me after I masturbate, so maybe maybe that's that's actually just something that I want to say about myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I went to the zoo recently, um, and the zoo is a very sad place. There are a lot of animals sleeping in cages, and that's fucking boring. I want to see like the interesting thing that happens in nature. I want to see like a puma uh, ripping some heads off. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to the zoo and um, watch these animals do the same thing that I'm doing at home, which is just sitting around watching Netflix, I want them to have Netflix too, because then they can watch like binge watch the Animal Planet um, and see all the amazing things that they could be doing. Just like I watch the L word and think about all the pussy I could be eating. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> uh, I think we should have human zoos instead and put like the different races in different parts of the zoo. <laughs> um, and get real racist, I guess. Okay, that's it, that, that's me, thanks. Paola Castro, everybody. First off, I wanna say, I met you and you're really very likable and then you made that comment like, everybody says I'm very likable and you are and that's why you can get away with the material that you just got away with on stage because if none of us in here liked you, we'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch's head, you know, because like, you're, you're, you're so good at convincing, you would convince me that necrophiliac being, d doing that is okay just with your delivery and you're just like, so matter of fact, like, come on, just think about it, like, Keep doing that. I like it. That's all I have to say. Your character goes hand in hand with the things that you talk about. It's very consistent. Keep it up. Thank you. Anybody else? No more? Yeah. Really? Negative comments, please? I got stuff for you. Um, you've been looking for ways to come out on stage, and everyone says you're likable is, I think, a really good lead-in into you being bisexual. Um, you're just trying to return the favor. Uh, I really liked your grandma is in the like in my vegetable garden. Just kidding, I don't have a uh, vegetable garden. You could continue it with like my grandma is actually in the plants I got from IKEA. Um, <laughs> That's good. And then uh, I think you could think a little bit more like if we watch Animal Planet, what would the animals watch on Netflix if they had it? I don't know. Um, when you said just kidding about the vegetable garden too, I think you could take out just kidding. You don't have to say that. It's kind of like you're you're a comic, right? We kind of are already under the assumption that you're kidding around, so you can kind of just pause and just be like, I don't have a garden. You know, you don't have to add the just kidding in there. It's just kind of like a little waste of a second, and like every second of time is precious up there. So that's a, a cool. minor little thing that I would. Does anyone take have out. any suggestions as to what other in interesting Netflix shows I could be binge watching? 
I couldn't think of that. No, but I was going to say I totally disagree with that. Because if you say just kidding, you should have like two punchlines after that. Just an idea. So if you say just kidding, like basically just just an idea. Sorry. Um, just If you say just kidding, then it'd be funny if you're like, oh, I don't have that type of garden. And then make something up. Uh, I'd be like, I don't have... Or, or, or you could be like, Your I don't have... Your grandma's in my weed that I grow. Right. Or you could be like, I don't have a garden. I have a pot garden. Okay, it's not my garden. It's at Golden Gate Park. It's not whatever. Whatever. You could just make stuff up and it could be a whole separate thing. Okay. Just an idea for you. That's good. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, your next comic coming to the stage. I once pushed him all the way to the 24th Street BART station from here, and he never thanked me. What a piece of shit. Um, I'm just kidding. He did. He's a great guy. Give it up for Jackson McBrayer. Uh, Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Um, I think we should have a gender-neutral, sex-positive turn for someone who has sex a lot, so I came up with one. Sexually liberated awesome human, sla. It's almost slut, but it's not. I like it. Uh, you can use it now. Uh, I, the, I'm trying to not sleep with women on the first date anymore because that's been my move for a while because I feel like if you give a woman a few orgasms, they're more likely to go on a second date with you. Which, like, I don't know. I'm good at sex and I'm a bad person. That's my takeaway. Like, <laughs> I must be clearly like just awful because whenever I don't fuck the girl, she doesn't call me back. So I'm like, okay, I guess I just have to lead with my dick. It's, it's my best limb really below the waist. Like it's the only one that works well. So fine, fuck it. Oh, that's low hanging. I didn't even mean that one. Uh, um, whenever a bisexual girl tells you you're good at eating pussy, that means more. It just does. Uh, um, I, the first woman to ever take me home saved my life because I'm adopted. <laughs> Thank you. I was really worried about that joke working because it's like pseudo Oedipus, but not. Um, all right, good. Uh, I, um, I'm doing this social experiment on Tinder. I, uh, I Tindered all of last month with no pictures of me in my wheelchair. And I tendered all of this month with uh, two pictures of me with a different beautiful girl sitting in my lap to try and get like a baseline differential. Like, will women fuck me if they see that I'm in a wheelchair with a beautiful woman? Because they're like, oh, well, he's with her and she's cuter than me or at the same level. Okay, yeah, I'd fuck that guy. And actually, I've gotten more matches. So Tinder, you passed. Like, San Francisco, you are full of good people. Because if, you, if you've had sex with a cripple, you're not necessarily a good person. But if you never would, you're a bad person. That's how that works. Like, I fucked a girl in a wheelchair once because, like, I like a challenge. It's like a game of Tetris. It's just more difficult. Uh, but I do, I do kind of hate, like, I played wheelchair basketball growing up. And I hated seeing, like, two of my wheelchair basketball team people dating because I was like, you realize you're just living up to like a movie stereotype for people? Like, oh, look at the two cute crippled people. Aw. I'm like, I don't know. Does that make me a bad person to be like, I'd rather just fuck a girl who can walk and like, and like the girl can fuck a dude who can walk? Like, really, I like fucking ballerinas because their extra flexibility makes up for my lack of flexibility. So it's like we make a whole person. No, no, I don't want to make a whole person. Fuck accidentally breeding. Um, 
It's okay. <laughs> I, I recently had dinner with my cousins. Like, I come from a big-ass Italian family. And my cousin had a kid with cerebral palsy, which is what I have. And when I found out my cousin was going to have CP, I was super excited. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That is the inappropriate reaction. <laughs> my mom yelled at me. She's like, you can't say that shit. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just thought it would be cool. You know when, you, you know when like, something horrible and prejudice happens to you in your day, and you go home, and you tell your family, and they get it because they've been through the same shit? Well, I fucking don't, okay? So I was excited about it. I know that's not really a joke. That's a little too angry, and the angry cripple guy isn't as funny, but, you know, this lovable smile is how I get away with it. It's fine. I had Bell's palsy once. Half my face was paralyzed, and I was fucked because I'm a stand-up comic who can't stand up, and when I couldn't smile, I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, the only way that you know I'm joking is this right here. Like that's you're like oh we could laugh look at how happy he is yeah that's it uh, I'm Jack McBrayer go out and fuck the disabled Jackson McBrayer all right man he exerts a lot of confidence for a guy in a wheelchair you know do that many chicks really fuck you in a wheelchair man you think it's out of pity or do you think I'm novelty there? dick that's the thing like. It's like they fucked a black guy, they fucked a Mexican guy, they fucked an Asian guy, they haven't fucked a crippled guy. With Boom. glasses, there with I glasses. Am. Like, it's good, yeah. I, I know what I am. I'm novelty dick. It's fine. I embrace my tokenism. Getting a little cocky, if you know what I mean. Ha, 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 ha. All right, quick comments for Jackson McBrayer. Um, he is the last one we're going to do uh, critique for because we are running a little behind. So. Thoughts, everybody. Okay, I would suggest um, trying different punchlines besides bisexual, maybe lesbian, or while they're some while a girl's girlfriend is watching, or another idea is compare and contrast lesbian or bisexual with a marina girl, because a marina girl probably gets so many people eating her pussy that she kind of doesn't give a shit, right? She's not paying attention, and then if it's really good, she's like, oh, I woke up, you know what I mean? Just ideas, um, and then also the dating um, other uh, like you. You always want to date an able-bodied person because you're in a mixed relationship, so you can play with that, right? Um, also, you can also do a, a stupid joke about how you actually do like dating black women or something like that and keep going with that because then you could be like, yeah, and then they get mad at me too. Or whatever. Make it super racist, but as long as it's funny. Makes sense? Sure. Thanks. I like the bisexual because uh, I thought the joke was that they had both women and men eat their pussy. That, yes, that was the joke. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. I'm bisexual. Right. Hey, hey, you I, can fuck him in his wheelchair. Do it. I'll talk I, to you after the show. All right. <laughs> all right. One more time for Jackson McBrayer, everybody. Okay, so your next comment coming to the stage actually is giving very helpful feedback on the panel. Um, give it up for Yuri. God, sorry, I forgot how to say your last name. My bad. Kagan, all right, here we go. Yay! Um, bisexual is very interesting. You say bisexual, I say greedy, okay? Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, I always feel like it's a cop-out. All women are bisexual, but all men are just know what they want. Okay, anyway, just me? All right. Um, I recently spoke to my grandmother for the first time after a 10-year-long family feud. Now she has dementia. So just goes to prove 
hold a grudge, hold it long, and soon they'll forget about it. <laughs> okay? All right. Um, my boyfriend has cataracts. Um, yeah, we're both in our 30s. Last year I broke my hip. True story, don't ask. This year we're hoping for a low T commercial. Shit is getting real. All right, you don't know what low T is. It's all right, you need to look that up, all of you men. Okay. Um, I'm engaged, uh, which, and so the way, you don't have to clap about it, it's all right. Have you noticed the people most excited about gay marriage being legal are like, you know, straight women and that one gay dude we all know that will never get married? Anyone else? <laughs> He's so excited, he's never gonna get married. It's never someone in a relationship. So when I told my dad, I was like, dad, we're engaged, and my dad was like, so first off, he set, took me to the garage where he smokes his cigarettes, right, and he sat me down, and he was like, Yuri, do you love him? And I was like, uh, and we just spent the next, we spent the next 40 minutes talking about love without making any eye contact the way men are supposed to, right? Okay. <laughs> All the guys are way too close to home. Okay. Um, um, I've lived in San Francisco a little too long. I don't know about you guys. Like, I lived here so long that I uh, literally judge all places I visit based on how much they smell like pee. Anyone else? That's the San Francisco thing. Um, I also have no apathy for homeless people. It's funny, someone here made a joke about being nice to homeless people. Clearly, you haven't lived here that long. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care about any of them. I'm sorry, does that mean it is? Okay, um, you guys have the, everyone have their local Asian bag lady? It's a San Francisco thing. If you live in the sunset, you probably have it. In the tenderloin, we just call them crackheads. But so it's funny because like, uh, so I went grocery shopping recently and um, it was in the sunset and I, I'm getting out of my car and this, this Asian bag lady, we all have them. They collect everyone's trash. We don't know why, we don't ask questions, right? And this lady just pointed at me and was like, Caucasian. I was like, okay, sure. And then she started following me and was like, Caucasian. I was like, yeah, okay. And she was like, Caucasian congressman. I was like, all right, my mom would be proud, whatever. And I just kept walking, you know? And she followed me, this is true, she followed me into the grocery store and started yelling. And she's like, Caucasian congressman stole my $500. Literally, this is what she's saying over and over. Everyone in the store thinks I stole her money somehow. And then I was like, listen, lady, if I was a congressman, would we be having this conversation inside of a grocery outlet? Really? Okay, that was really funny. You're welcome, guys. Uh, the way I tell people I do stand-up is by saying, Hi, my name's Yuri. I'll be your Lyft driver today. Anyone else? Right. Um, have you ever noticed that rich ladies are always hungry? All they do is talk about how they're hungry. I picked up these ladies the other day. They were going to Ritz-Carlton. They're like, oh, my God, I am so hungry. And the other one's like, oh, my God, me too. Have you been to this one restaurant, Neiman Marcus? It's so good. The bread is amazing. I'm so hungry. I am so hungry. Have you been to this other really, really expensive restaurant that only has little tiny, tiny, tiny appetizers? Oh, yeah, me too. It's, they have the weird word thing they can't understand. Have you been there? No. Have you been to this one restaurant? They serve gold. Yeah, that's what we eat, gold. You know, no calories. No, I haven't been there, but I have been this one place. We eat diamonds. It's just pure diamonds. It ruins your teeth, but no calories. <laughs> uh, um, last thing is these women were interesting because they, uh, they were like the type of women they look really good for 45 or really bad for 30. Y'all seen those women? <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you. Yuri Kagan, everybody, delivering the fire. We're going to keep this show moving right along. Your next comic coming to the stage, Ian Kong. Put your hands together for Ian Kong. Hi, thanks. Hi, 
I um, I'm really sick of people who are vaping nowadays. You know, because everyone's kind of doing that. I think they're kind of classless because what they'll do is. I don't smoke, but someone will come up to me and they'll just like kind of blow that mist in my face and they'll be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's vapor, it just smells like strawberries. And I seriously just want to go right back up to his face and just be like, <laughs> hamburger helper, bitch. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know, whatever happened to good old fashioned smoking? They used to look so tough. I tried to toughen up last year because I bought a motorcycle, but it turns out, Asian and full-body leather in San Francisco is this whole other genre <laughs> in gay porn. All right, that's a good joke. We, uh, I, um, they say that girls only like to date assholes. I don't think that's true. I think girls like to date nice guys too. I think they're just smarter. I don't think they. I don't think that girls have anything, any sort of problem with nice guys. It's just that. It's just that girls are suspicious of things that are just like too easy. Like guys don't have this problem. The second we meet a girl, you know, you see her name, we're ready to go, you know, <laughs> just banging away, right? But like a girl, they'll understand, they understand if something's too easy, there's something wrong with it. Right, I'll, I'll try to relate this to you. Like dude, okay, pretend you're trying to buy, like I was trying to sell you a total on Craigslist, right? And I'm like, all right, you're like, how much is it? And I'm like, it's $20. And you're like, first thing you do is haggle, right? You're like, how about two? And I'm like, yeah, done. Like, in your mind, that turtle has AIDS now, right? Because there's something fucking wrong with that turtle. The point I'm trying to make is, guys, nice guys, don't be an AIDS turtle. <laughs> I'm trying to... I asked my friend, um... I asked my friend, uh, my Chinese friend, like, you know, what his name means. His name is Wang Pang, and he's... I was like, what does that mean, dude? And he's like, it means that... A heart that lights up a nation or something gay like that. And I, I asked my own dad, like, how did he come... How do you come on, oh man, you guys want to, uh, this is the story of the first time I ever hit my dad. <laughs> first time I ever struck my own father. He said, so I asked, so I asked him like, so how'd you come up on Ian? It's like, did you pick a, you know, how'd you, how'd you come up? He's like, oh, well we picked it off like a hospital pamphlet. And I'm like, what? He just picked it off a list like 200 names. He's like, well, it was like 20. 20 names? So like, yeah, but half of them were like girls' names. And I'm like, fuck, so like 10 names, how'd you come upon that? He's like, well, it was like Ian was the most Asian name. And I'm like, how the fuck is that an Asian name? And he's like, winds up for it. And he's like, you can't spell Asian without Ian. I'm like, fucking bastard. Piece of shit. All right, that's all I really wanted to work out today, some new shit. Thanks, you guys. Ian Kong, everybody. Your next comic coming to the stage was on the panel earlier. Give it up for Tom Tommy McGuire. How are we doing, guys? Good? Good? Great. All right. Jackson, you're adopted too? Yep. Fuck. What was wrong with me? Oh. Uh, only for a month. I'm white. It's good. Put me up front. Oh, man. Um, I don't need, like, a reason to be mad, but I like being mad. So my new thing is, like, this fucking epidemic. You, you see them a lot, especially in San Francisco. It's so fucking open. Uh, it, like, when black men are, like, dating white women, like, ugh, fucking gross, dude. She's white. Ew, fuck's wrong with you? Dude, 
You have goddesses in your neighborhood that are getting this pink dick because you're fucking getting that Becky from Tiffany. What's wrong with you? Yeah, black people like that joke better. <laughs> I'm serious. Uptight white people. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, attack the crowd. Make them feel bad for not laughing at your half-thought-out joke. It was your fault. <laughs> I'm really good at this. Uh, this is a... Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. All right, can we all agree? I'm not trying to be gross that pooping feels good. I'm not saying fucking amazing. I'm just not getting weird, just saying pooping feels good. You have an upset tummy or something's wrong, poop. Oh, all right, we can agree on that. It's a universal truth. Now, revenge. Revenge feels good, right? That's why you do it. You know, you're angry, you want to overcome this. Revenge feels good. And if you've lived in San Francisco long enough, we can all agree that we have seen human poop on the street. We have stepped in it, stepped over it, seen it on our wall, cleaned it off our door. Just facts of life. So there are three things we can all agree on. How good must it feel? Okay, oh wait, one more. Homeless people have enemies. <laughs> right? We all have enemies. We all love revenge. I punch my enemies in the face. But homeless people, they'll already go to jail, it's fucked, you know, it's bad for them. So can we all agree that it has to feel really good to shit on your enemy's doorstep, like once a week? <laughs> like that's, that, I'm, I've never been env envious of Zach Wiseman, but God damn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now speaking of which, does anyone know where that fucking open letter to Ed Lee guy lives? Because I'm, I'm leaving the state in fucking five days, so I can just get out because I'm going to shit on it. Thank you, guys. That was my couple jokes I wanted to try out. Tommy McGuire, everybody. Not to be confused with who I confused him with earlier, Toby McGuire, who is fucking Spider-Man. I am sorry. That was an accident. I am a dumb ass. All right. Your next comic coming to the stage has been patiently waiting back here, keeping me company in the booth. Give it up for Connor Doherty. I oppose electronic voting because I think it will only serve to further disenfranchise the Amish. Have you, you guys ever see that show, Amish Mafia? I don't think it's on TV anymore. It was on the Discovery Channel. It was like these Amish dudes that like drive cars and stuff, and they're the badasses. Uh, it's a real show. Probably not on. I was watching it once, and the, the Mafia guys were playing this game where they spray-painted squares on the ground, and they were betting on which squares the cows were going to poop in. And I was like, look at these fucking guys sitting here watching cows pooping as I sat there watching guys watch cows pooping. <laughs> I want to start a Supreme Court-themed rush ban... Or, oh, fuck. <laughs> I want to start a Supreme Court prog rock band called Rush Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> it may already exist. I don't like some... Supreme Court clerks or something. Uh, how many times do you think an, a doctor has accidentally told a patient they need to get a scat can? <laughs> Probably a few times, right? And it's always in like really serious situations. You know, you don't need a, a CAT scan if nothing's wrong with you. So it's like, 
you know, this person is losing their vision or having weird headaches or maybe they have cancer and it's like, you need a scat can. And they're like, fuck's a scat can. Like, cause you know, it's probably happened a few times and out of those times, at least one person did not immediately question it. And they're like, I need to get in a, a, a can with the, I don't know. That's a stupid joke. It's okay. It's okay. Right. It's not great. It's okay. It's filler. Uh, the way, the main way I relate to others is by an inability to relate to others. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on a new character. I don't usually do characters, as you can tell. Actually, I've kind of been doing a character lately. Have, the, have any of you guys seen me yelling about soap? That's kind of a character. <laughs> uh, it's also just kind of my life, though. Um, but I'm working on this new character. It's a guy who gets laid a lot and doesn't understand figures of speech. Guy who gets laid a lot and doesn't understand figures of speech. This is a character I'm working on. Oh man, if I had a dollar for every chick I banged last weekend, I'd have three dollars. Guy who gets laid a lot, doesn't understand figures of speech. Uh, there was another one for that guy too, because you guys were so enthralled by the first one. What was the second one? Oh yeah. Uh, Masturbation is unlike riding a bike because I have so much sex that I forgot how to masturbate. I think that's it for that guy. <laughs> Might be his last appearance <laughs> ever. Uh, no, but seriously, I don't like bathing. Um, yeah, it's just like it's classical conditioning, right? It, make, it reminds me of doing things that I have to bathe before I do them. Does that make sense? Right? Because like I have to do something and so I have to bathe first and then I associate it with doing the thing that I have to like, right? That makes sense, right? There are people there, but then I just start thinking like, oh, even if I'm not doing something, it's just like, oh, I have to bathe, but that's going to happen. But then I just get nervous because I'm like, oh, there are going to be people. I'm going to start, but then I start sweating again. Does that make sense? Do you guys not buy into the hygiene industrial complex? There's oil on your skin. You've washed that shit off. That's the only thing keeping you from absorbing the chemtrails. Oh, there are two other jokes for soap guy. What are they? Soap guy, soap guy, soap guy. Uh, oh yeah, I thought this was a pirate radio station, not a Procter and Gamble corporate event. Procter and Gamble makes lots of different kinds of soap. I'm Connor Doherty. Happy Monday. Connor Doherty, please keep that scat can joke. Please. Please do. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Your next comic coming to the stage. Put your hands together for Sanj. I got robbed last week. I got robbed. Uh, yesterday I called an Uber and the guy who robbed me picked me up uh, in my car. This is not getting any better. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I think Google's given up on me. I'm single and I think Google's given up on me. Uh, Google used to give me ads for eHarmony and now it just gives me masturbation tips. Uh, I think I might be autistic and I feel like I like I might be on the spectrum I feel like if you've ever been an asshole you're on the spectrum 
This is just, this is not, I hate when people, I hate when people, uh, like they're not vegan, they're not vegetarian, but they like don't eat certain animals, you know? Like the people who are like, yeah, I'm not vegan, but I don't eat pigs, because pigs are smart. It's like, what if you applied the same logic to like human lives as you do to like animal lives, you know? It's like Ben died in a car accident. Oh my God, it's okay, he was stupid. He was so dumb. It's, don't don't feel bad at all. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, I have this very vivid memory from third grade of me just getting pushed off the monkey bars and just bleeding on the ground. And I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back to my eight-year-old self and just like pick him up and dust him off and just like bend down and whisper in his ear like it does not get better. Like, <laughs> Kill yourself now and go out like a champion. Uh, in, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in high school, I took drama, and my drama teacher. I remember once saying that Ice T was her favorite actor, uh, and that's how I knew she was racist. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh. I was an art major in college. I majored in art. And uh, one of the prerequisites was a driver's ed course to prepare us for Uber. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that was the main one. Like I met with my advisor. She's like, yeah, you got all the, you got sculpture, painting, but this is the one you're really gonna need. So we're gonna, <laughs> don't forget about it. Uh, all right, drug companies. I think drug companies are just making up diseases now like just to make more money. Like their ideal situation is everybody's sick. Like I saw an ad on TV the other day for dry mouth. It's like 20% of Americans suffer from dry mouth and 80% suffer from wet mouth. <laughs> Sometimes jokes don't work and uh, <laughs> just gotta keep on going. All right, but you guys know like dry mouth is just a bullshit thing. You know that, right? Like in Africa, dry mouth is just mouth. It's like, mom, I have dry mouth. That's because there's no water here. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I take the BART every day. <laughs> and I was at the BART station today, and they had an ad, uh, an anti-suicide ad. And I read it, and it said, please, not on the tracks. All right? Just fucking, <laughs> please. Uh, I tried to kill myself once. This will be my last one. I'll wrap up on this. I tried to kill myself once. And, uh, and I failed, and uh, I recently found my suicide note, and I was <laughs> rereading it, and I made some fucking good points, guys. I <laughs> like, I, it's actually gotten worse since, like, I tried to kill myself. Like, I'm like, this dude, oh my god, like, this dude should have killed himself, and he's way better off than I am right now. All right, thank you so much, guys. All right, I'm glad you did not kill yourself so you could tell us that you made really good points in your suicide note. I'm glad you're still here to, to tell us that. It's awesome. All right, your next comic coming to the stage. I see him perform here consistently. Give it up for your next funny man, Ken Suzuki. Yeah. Sanj, don't give up that dry mouth joke. I can tell you it gave me wet drawers. So Kanye West is $53 million in debt. 
all while being married to a Kardashian, which really changes the way I listen to the song Gold Digger. <laughs> I'm trying to write an assisted suicide joke. I just can't seem to complete it on my own. Which raises the question though, if your suicide is assisted, did you really kill yourself? Is that kind of like beating off, beating off knuckles up? Did I really beat off? <laughs> new tags, new tags. Domestic violence is wrong. I think we can all agree that it is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way. Can we agree that it is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way without a safe word? And if you're going to simulate drowning your partner, give them something to hold on to. If they drop it, that's their safe word. Yeah, just a little waterboarding. Just a little waterboarding to spice things up in the bedroom, folks. Now, say what you will about waterboarding foreplay. It really gets them wet. Because nothing, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. I give that joke three Chelsea Mannings. New tag, it's not working. So when I want, I want to be stuffed by a taxidermist when I die. Mainly because I've always dreamed of growing into a lawn gnome. But no, when you think about it, there are serious benefits to taxidermy. One, with overpopulation, we're running out of space. Why not recycle our loved ones as, really blanking, as coat racks? Think about it, they picked up after our clothes when we were kids, now they can continue the favor even into death. It'll be like we never died, we just got reborn. That's furniture. But I don't like funerals. This is just as bad for me as it is for you, sir. <laughs> I don't like funerals, though. I'm not a big fan of funerals. Why? Because I want to have the last word. Who are you to tell, wait till after I'm dead to tell me things? I got a new solution. Interactive funerals. You give your eulogy as you're being lowered into the ground. There's more to that joke, but I have a lot to flesh out. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone. All right. We have one last comic before we wrap up the show. So I want you guys to keep the energy up and clap your hands together hard for Mr. James Bostwick. Hello. <laughs> Last night, I had a I had another fight with my girlfriend, and um, the ex-girlfriend, in my head. And this time, I didn't call her a bitch. And I was thinking to myself, Wow, <laughs> am I a civil rights warrior? <laughs> I think so, I think so. 
Um, no, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, um, I just found out that she is on my Netflix account still, right? Which I thought, that's really fucked up, you know? It's, she's fucking leech, you know what I mean? And I know the girl I was seeing before her is going to find out, and then she's going to take me off the account, too. It's bullshit. <laughs> hate it. Um, duck face. Duckface is dead. Duckface is dead. Does everybody does everybody know Duckface? You guys don't know Duckface, where it's it's basically uh, a selfie pose, like where it's like you kind of extend your lips out, and you like that. But you don't need to really know it because it's dead. And what has replaced it, according to BuzzFeed, Fishgape. Fishgape has done that. So I want to know more about Fishgape, so I looked up WikiHow, right? So how do you perform this Fishgape, right? Uh, it's a combination of utter wonderment, right, and total indifference, right? So basically, you start off with, like, the surprise, like you open your eyes really big, and then you get the mouth really big, right? But you got to temper it with a little apathy there, so you like, you know, everything's bullshit kind of look. And then, so you got to lower the look, got to lower the eyes, got to lower the, the mouth, so you have the gape. All right? And then you throw in like, a, like an indie flick um, slow blink, and that can really do some damage, so you just go like. And you got the fish gape, but not quite. Not quite, because you got to go a little step further, a little step further. And unfortunately, I cannot do the full Monty Fishgape, because according to many, many different sources, Answers.com, BuzzFeed, all this, uh, they say you got to throw in a little, a little teeth. And I was not born with, with those physical attributes, right? I got little teeth, cute, but I can't do it. So I kind of do like a gnarled. So I can, like it's like, it just, it looks very awkward as it just came out, right? Um, but I think I can, um, I think I can pull it off if, um, no, I can't pull it off. So I'm just gonna pull it off right now. All right, pull that bandaid off. Thank you very much. James Boswick, everybody. All right, that concludes the joke workshop at Mutiny Radio. So to everyone who came out, thank you for coming out and supporting and all the, everyone who gave feedback on the panel and to all the listeners who turned it, tuned in to mutinyradio.fm, we thank you. Uh, stay tuned for the next show at 8. Um, there's always something playing on mutinyradio.fm. Um, the next joke workshop will be next Monday from 6 to 7.50 again. I have been your host, Phil Gillis. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night.
think of life without music Silence the whole day long Here's the Tokyo rhythm Words without a song 